Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask me of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Look, or why do we humble ourselves, or why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose, a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your... Is it not to share bread, or is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor in your house? When you see the naked, to cover them and to not hide yourself from your own kin? Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness, and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong, and you shall be like a watered garden, like the spring, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You, you shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets to live in. If you refrain from trampling the Sabbath, from pursuing your own interests on my holy day, If you call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it not going your own ways, serving your own interests, or pursuing your own affairs, then you shall take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride upon the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of your ancestor Jacob, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Listen to the voice of the Spirit speaking to the church. Thanks be to God. Our gospel reading this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew, the 25th chapter, verses 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will place the sheep at his right hand, but the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, 
Come, O blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will say to them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. In Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked, or sick or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. May God add this reading to our understanding and inspiration. Good morning. It is a joy and a blessing to be among you today. As Amanda said, Colorado is really my home. I tell people I live in Southern California, but I am from Colorado. The mountains are deep in my soul where I used to fish with my grandmother. So it's good to be back When did we see you? This passage is often titled The Judgment of the Nations. That perspective challenges me to engage this admonition in a new way. Jesus said not, When I was hungry, you gave me nothing to eat. Rather, he said, When I was hungry, you gave me nothing to eat. It tells of a faith that is found in the public square. Jesus was talking to, was addressing the political and social systems that trapped some people in lives of need and desperation. What have we done to not just give a charitable handout? What have we done to break the bonds of oppression that leave people hungry and vulnerable? I want to share with you how we collectively as our church, are answering the gospel's call. When did we see you hungry? Countless congregations across the country are engaged with food banks or have their own food pantries or soup kitchens. This is wonderful work, and it is necessary to meet the immediate needs of our siblings in God's family. However, if we stop there, our work will never be done. 
We need to change the systemic policies and their effects that trap people in poverty, poverty that leaves them unable to feed themselves or their families. Your congregation is engaged locally, not only in assistance to those in immediate need, but also in advocacy efforts to address the causes of those needs. Our Presbyterian Hunger Program has been engaged in a long-term partnership with the Coalition of Immokalee Workers that has resulted in migrant workers receiving increased wages and improved working conditions, disrupting the systems of poverty and, of, and abuse within that industry. And we are continuing that work with more and more businesses to bring them into the partnership. We are working with others throughout the world to change systems and to empower God's people to live God's intended life of abundance. We have several mission co-workers who are serving as partners with the Presbyterian Church of South Sudan and working with uh, an education and peace building program in that nation where 75% of the children of school age are not in school where 88% of the teachers are not trained, and where probably a third only of their schools are actual structures. The Presbyterian Church of South Sudan has taken on education in that country because the government does not have the bandwidth to do it as they deal with corruption and violence that has plagued that country since its inception. We are engaged to bring education to the children there, because we know that education is one of the keys to, to exiting poverty, to escaping poverty. When did we see you thirsty? Remember Flint, Michigan? Presbyterian disaster assistance provided filters for people to be able to use in their homes, but countless people still do not have access to clean drinking water. How long can we allow <clears throat> oil pipelines to pollute the lands and water supplies of Native American and other vulnerable populations? Our Office of Public Witness in Washington, D.C. advocates with elected officials to change policies that allow this abuse. And in partnership with Joining Hands uh, Network in Peru, uh, we have a mission co-worker who has worked with the church leaders um, advocating to the government there to help change the situation in La Arroyo, which is a community that uh, experiences probably one of the worst levels of lead poisoning in their water systems. It is estimated that over 97% of children in that community suffer from lead poisoning. This is caused by the um, off, off runoff from a, a mining comp company there that's an American company. Working with the leaders there, they have advocated and, and um, encouraged and allowed the government of Peru to enforce their own environmental regulations. However, once that happened, the company was able to sue the government of Peru under the free trade agreement that was in place with that company and that country. We need to be advocating for fair trade policies that take into account the human rights of all peoples, 
those in the countries with whom we are, are engaged in that trade. When did we see you in prison? This country, arguably the wealthiest country in the world, also incarcerates more people per capita than any country in the world. Our General Assembly last year in St. Louis um, took the offering from the morning worship service and marched from the Convention Center to the Justice Center to um, present that offering to the Cash Bail Project to allow that organization to secure bail for people who could not afford it. These are people who were, um, were arrested and, and put in jail and could not post the bail for their release until they were arraigned and charged. And because of that, they very likely lost their jobs, and because of that, very likely lost their homes for themselves and their families. The Bail Project was able to, to do that, and our opening offering from the worship service was um, over $45,000. Shamika Parrish Wright was a woman who was caught up in that bail system and said she in, ended up um, pleading guilty to um, um, aggravated assault charges that, that were brought against her because she attacked a partner who was physically and sexually abusing her in their relationship. She said she did that in self-defense, but in order to be able to be released so that she could go back to work, she pled guilty. Shamika is now serving as the site coordinator for the Cash Bail Project in Louisville, Kentucky, and continues this work. When did we see you a stranger? When did we take your children from you because you did not belong here. We have a new mission coworker position that is currently being recruited for, that was approved by the General Assembly last year, to be housed in San Salvador, El Salvador, serving out of that country, but also serving with the, with the uh, churches in El Salvador, Guatemala, Guatemala, and Honduras, to address the root causes of the migrations of those people into the United States. They are also going to be working with our Office of Public Witness in Washington, D.C., advocating to our policymakers to change policies in this country that exacerbate that problem, as well as working with the Presbyterian Mission at the United Nations to advocate to the UN Security Council, with whom we have a voice, not vote, but voice, to address the international issues that are complicating that problem that is driven by climate change and violence and corruption. It's a systemic problem that we need to, to address. Our church, your church, is doing much, but there is so much yet to do. We must first make ourselves aware of the plight of God's people, our sisters and brothers, who are all beloved of God, our faith is lived out in the public square. The church is called to be political. Yep. Not partisan, but political, just as Jesus was. We are called to work in politics to change the systems and policies that oppress 
the least of us, those whose society has left behind, those who cannot within the system ever break their yoke. Christ is calling us to action. I encourage us to engage the message in Isaiah 58. Is this not the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice? To undo the thongs of the yoke? To let the oppressed go free and break every yoke? How can we fast from systems that favor some over others? How can we recognize the hungry, the thirsty, the homeless, the stranger, the imprisoned, and act in a way that will break every yoke of oppression? First of all, continue the work of your congregation. The hands-on assistance for urgent needs, the advocacy to change policies, systems, and cultures, This work is not easy, nor will it be quick. But God calls us to do the work that will be long-lasting and will bring life and bring it abundantly. May it be so.